As we do every Wednesday on Scoops with Danny Mac, coming to you from the Lou Fuse Automotive Studios, we visit with Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. And Brian, spring training is here and we're off and running, aren't we? Yes, we are. Happy Wednesday to you, Dan. Happy Wednesday to you. So let's talk a little bit about your early impressions of camp. What have you seen so far? Well, we've certainly seen that the uh, young players have had an opportunity to play even while the World Baseball Classic players are there. And now that a number of the starters and uh, frontline pitchers are going to be leaving the club, that should continue. And uh, certainly the, the, the three big players from the 2020 draft uh, and I'm talking about Jordan Walker, Mason Wayne, and Tink Hans, have all been able to play here in the first handful of games and have acquitted themselves very well. Who has stood out with that trio? And let's dive into all three, but who's really stood out for you? And I, I guess it's got to be Jordan Walker because it seems like everybody's talking about Jordan Walker across Major League Baseball. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, folks got a chance to see the real Jordan Walker uh, if they were able to tune into the ESPN uh, telecast back on Monday because they put a mic on 20-year-old Jordan Walker in the dugout, and he took it just like he takes every conversation, you know, at, like a seasoned pro. And, you know, folks learned a little bit about him uh, as, a, as an individual. He talked about the fact he's gained an inch and, and is up to about 250 pounds. And, uh, you know, he – uh, in his first game, first start, uh, he hit the first pitch for a home run, like 430 feet. Uh, he's stolen bases. He showed his athleticism. And interestingly enough, the Cardinals have had him in left field. And I was expecting to see Jordan Walker pretty much exclusively in right based on how they prepared him in the minor leagues. But I guess with the moving pieces of Tyler O'Neill, who was a left fielder, you know, moving to center, uh, you know, it looks like maybe Jordan Walker, if he gets a shot to make the club, if he does make the club, he may see more time in left than right. What's your uh, early impression of him making the club? And again, it's early in spring training, but this is a legitimate shot, I would think. Yeah, absolutely. And he certainly hasn't done anything yet to uh, show that he doesn't deserve it. But, you know, we'll have to see how he does as, you know, he play, you know, plays against more of these uh, experienced uh, major league pitchers. But, I mean, his home run came against Johnny Cueto. And, you know, granted, Johnny Cueto is not the, not the same guy who was an all-star six or seven years ago, but he's still a seasoned major league pitcher. So it wasn't like, you know, Jordan Walker was pitching against, uh, you know, some uh, – you know, double A guy. Mason Wynn was working out with Ozzie Smith. A couple of shortstops coming together. The impressions of Mason Wynn and where he may start, you think, this year in the minor leagues? I think Mason Wynn's going to be the starting shortstop at AAA Memphis. And, uh, you know, he's probably a year away, but the good news is uh, the Cardinals are very deep in middle infielders right now. And, and, you know, a year from now, Paul DeYoung may move on unless something changes and there'll be an opening. And, you know, Mason Wynn, um, told me down in the fall league that he's played second base before. And so, you know, playing both shortstop and second base will help a young player like him and start right away. But in terms of what I've seen so far this spring, we all know Mason Wynn as a very strong defender, has a great arm, but he's shown good situational hitting. He's uh, he's uh, taken the ball the other way a couple times, got some hits that have brought runs in, and is, of course, a smart base runner. Uh, 43 bases this last season. And so, you know, he's a very nice all-around player in Mason Wynn. Absolutely, and a big arm. So Tink Hens, speaking of big arms, was uh, lighting up the radar gun the other day, wasn't he? He was, but you know what impressed me more was his breaking stuff. I mean, the 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 level of break that he had in his pitches was amazing, and he got himself out of a little trouble with a with a big strike on the breaking pitch. It looked to me like the Marlins hitter missed it by about a foot. And you know, it's very unusual not only for a twenty year old to be on the mound in Major League Spring training games, but a twenty year old who has never played at high A, 
never played at double A, never played at triple A. And so it'll be fun this year to see if the Cardinals finally start to take the wraps off Tink Hentz and, you know, let him pitch deeper into games and maybe move him up a little more aggressively. Because as we've discussed before, he spent all of 2020 two in low a Palm beach, even though it looked like his stuff was such, you know, he was clearly ready to do more so, and they've been very careful with him. And, and so far that's worked out fine. So Brian, that's three guys we're talking about, but you wrote about this at the Cardinal Cardinals right now have eight prospects in the top 100, correct? That's right. It's very, very exciting in that, you know, it's the first time since about 2013, I believe, that the Cardinals have had so many different players ranked in the national uh, top 100 rankings. And here I'm talking about those um, national entities like Baseball America, Baseball Prospectus, MLB Pipeline, etc. And these players, uh, these organizations, you know, look across all of minor league baseball at hundreds of players. And, you know, I mean, this isn't any any uh, tremendous insight on my part to say, to remind folks that with 30 organizations on the average, every team's going to have about three guys in the top hundred. And I'll tell you in every one of the eight lists that I, that I track um, three of the Cardinals players were in every single one of those national top 100s. And not surprisingly, they're the same uh, players that we just talked about in Walker, Wynn and Hintz, but a number of other players uh, made lists as well that are certainly, you know, worth talking about and worth remembering. And, uh, you know, one is Gordon Graceffo, of course, Alec Burleson, uh, Matthew Libertor, uh, first rounder from last year, Cooper Jerpy, and, uh, you know, Yvonne Herrera as well, who, you know, uh, had, had a chance to play with St. Louis last year, but is still, you know, prospect eligible. Same uh, for Libertor. In terms of the restocking the, the Cardinals minor league pitching, you, you wrote about that, kind of did a deep dive. Uh, tell our fans uh, what, what you saw in terms of restocking the minor league pitching. Yeah, one of the things I like to do now and then is go deep on a subject that interests me. And one of the things that um, folks may remember, coming off the COVID year in 2020 when there was no minor league baseball, uh, just players were working out in alternate camp in, down in Springfield, um, it was difficult to get restarted in 2021. And the Cardinals made some decisions, uh, for example, to move both Matthew Libertor and Zach Thompson all the way from A-ball up to AAA. That and just a number of players who were out of their routines and perhaps the combination of that and the fact that the Cardinals had swung their drafts toward hitting in more recent years where they you know, uh, went after the Carlsons and the Gormans and all in the first round and, and sort of relied on the pipeline that they had. Well, that pipeline kind of dried up. And in 2021, the Cardinals had a historically difficult season both in terms of one loss record, and it, a lot of that was driven by by pitching problems uh, in the system. And so what they did uh, initially, right during 2021, they hired a bunch of players. They brought a bunch of players in the ball, put them at AA Springfield just to try to soak up innings. And, you know, some of them, you know, took their knocks and other ones, you know, were able to contribute. But for 2022, uh, a year ago, over that off number of veterans, nine different players, either via waivers or minor league free agency, and they made up a good share of the Memphis staff last year. And uh, I'm talking about pitchers like uh, Brandon Waddell, TJ Zoik, uh, LJ Newsom, Kyle Ryan, Aaron Brooks, uh, Zach McAllister, Blake Parker. Uh, these guys were all brought in to try to eat innings, and hopefully a few of them would have gotten in the pipeline to help St. Louis. But those seven never you know, reached the Cardinals, but James Nail did, who we saw come up and pitch a local product, pitch late in the season. 
but he was removed from the 40-man roster recently. Uh, and then Packy Naughton, of course, the left-handed waiver claim from the Angels, uh, who pitched yesterday actually in the game. And he, you know, he's the only one of those nine players that are still left on the 40-man roster. As they went to 2023, the Cardinals kind of took a different turn in that they picked up four pitchers in the Rule 5 draft. And they actually picked up more pitchers in that draft that single day than they signed as minor league free agents this year. And the one that that we've seen uh, and is going to attract the most interest is the one in big league camp. And that's the big right-hander, Wilking Rodriguez, who can throw 100 miles an hour, looking to see whether he can stick or whether as a major league rule five pick, he might have to be returned to the Yankees if he doesn't make the team. You are headed to Jupiter. So you're headed down to spring training in Cardinals camp. How does... Yeah, how does minor league camp compare to major league camp and how they get things going and, and start their games? Well, interestingly, this year the Cardinals brought back spring training early program, and they brought in three dozen players to get ready for the minor league season, uh, provide opportunities to help fill in the back of the bench for St. Louis, and it's a nice uh, treat for them to be able to do that. So you see a, a player like a Mike Antico or a Scott Hurst who aren't in big league camp but get called over to the big league team and might appear late in the game, make a pinch hit or appear as a pinch runner, uh, that type of thing. And then those players will flow into um, the weekend. The rest of the minor leaguers will report for minor league spring training camp with their first workout next Monday. And those players, they'll be you know over 100 in, in number, probably 120, 130-ish. And those players in minor league camp are all competing for a job at one of the four full-season affiliates to start the year. And, of course, that's Memphis, Springfield, Peoria, Palm Beach. Now, dynamics a little different this year because normally the minor league camp is augmented by the players cut from the big league camp. In big league camp right now, there's like 65 players in camp. And of course, you know, only 26 of them are going to make the team uh, when we finally get to the regular season. But the difference this year, because of the World Baseball Classic, I would imagine the Cardinals, with so many major leaguers away, will probably move a little more slowly in terms of releasing or, or not releasing, but removing players from major league camp and sending them down to minor league camp. And then the minor league games start the second uh, half of the month uh, to prepare for their season uh, opener, which is about a week after St. Louis starts its season. The Cardinals Hall of Fame, uh, in terms of the the fan ballot, it's out there right now. Um, I think it's David Freeze's to lose. What do you think? No doubt about it. And, uh, you know, I have the honor of participating in the Red Ribbon Committee as we evaluate the candidates to go on the ballot. And, um, you know, the, the discussion among our, us was, hey, David Freeze is eligible for the first time this year. You know, given his success, you know, in the biggest stage of all the postseason um, in, in recent times, you know, is there any doubt that the fans are going to vote him in? And I should back up and say there are three groups of players that are three groups of individuals who are under consideration for the Hall of Fame. What we're talking about with David Freeze, Matt Morris, Edgar Renteria, Joaquin Andahar, and Steve Carlton, they're from the modern era, what's called the modern era. And that means players who retired 40 years ago or less. And players have to be out of the game at least three years, which is David Freeze retired three years ago. So this is his first year on the ballot. So one of the things we do is we go through over the qualifications of, of a number of former pitchers and, and hitters and decide uh, we vote um, uh, in a secret ballot. And uh, the Cardinals then look at the ballots and see where there's kind of a, a break between where the level of support is. Sometimes there might be five, six, seven on the ballot. It just depends on what happened this year. Um, I will tell you my personal vote. I had six guys on my list. I had George Hendrick on my list. He was on the ballot last year, but he didn't get enough support from the others. 
but the good thing is that the Cardinals Hall of Fame is very, very different from Cooperstown in that a player can go off the ballot one year and come back on next year. So, you know, I think George Hendrick will you know, be in the Cardinals Hall of Fame at some point in time. But for this year, it's going to be uh, David Freeze and four other very deserving individuals who I hope fans continue to vote. And, you know, let's not assume that it's David Freeze. Well, as folks are following uh, spring training games, your prospect guide is out. We'll wrap it up with this, but that is a great tool for anybody that loves Cardinal baseball. Yeah, it really is, Dan. And uh, this is our sixth year now, and it's bigger than better than ever. Uh, Blake Newberry on our staff uh, did a tremendous job with those individual scouting reports, all new on over 60 of the best prospects in the system. Um, a lot of information recapping last season, who the leaders were, a great amount of history information, uh, photos, graphs, data. It's just its just a great um, um, resource for folks who watch the games. And you can get it in one of two forms. There's a PDF that you can view on your device or personal device, take it with you to games. Or they, we have a spiral-bound version that is really, really handy to either carry with you or open while you're watching uh, minor league games or even watching games with St. Louis because a number of the prospects on there were are ones who are either reaching the majors or who are very close. So, um, you know, get your copy of the prospect guide. The, uh, the books came in. Uh, earlier this week and all those who pre-ordered they're on the way in the mail and hope to be filling a lot more orders soon all right buddy great stuff and safe travels down to jupiter you got it dan